They're very crunchy. They're very heavy. They're very good. These these new double knees we got, they're they're incredible. They're like the uh they're what you wish Carhartt was. And they've got the little like duck flap like ducktail like loop in between the pockets. Uh, yeah, in the back pockets. Yeah, have you encountered those? It's like a loop between the two back pockets. <laughs> a loop between the cheeks. Yeah, so you can like put a hammer back in between your, your, your butt cheeks if you want. Or someone can just like grab you. No, that's I think yeah, that's to hold on to your friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keep your You can link up. <laughs> so you tie the one in the back to the one in the front and then you don't lose your buddies. Yeah. I wasn't a I wasn't a child leash kid, I was just a double knee loop in the back kid. <laughs> you gotta have like you gotta have like really strong belt positioning if you're gonna be carrying two hammers. Like, I feel like that's a lot of weight to be. That's true. Like that's the gravity is going to be doing work on those pants. You're going to need to have something to fight it. Uh, does it have the regular hammer loop too, or is that is that strap? Yeah, it's got both hammer loops. So that's wow. like the one in the front that goes to the back of your friend. <laughs> double knees, double loops. You know, I'm glad I don't live. I will get a pair of these, and I'm glad I don't live in a city with public transport because I feel like someone would just be tempted to grab that back loop. I would feel tempted. You know, it's like. When I see an unnecessary zipper on someone, I want to unzip it. You know, you ever get that temptation? <laughs> How do you do it, museums? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't touch all the exhibits. But you don't touch the art? <laughs> well, no, see, like, the thing about public transport is it's just already a delicate social contract. Mm-hmm. Like, there's really nothing stopping anyone from just, <laughs> just, like, turning the car into absolute chaos over the Williamsburg Bridge. You're like, you got eight minutes between stops. It's it's not moving fast. Like at any point, someone could just rest their chin on a shoulder and cause Mm, mayhem. Beautiful. In a car. And so I feel like most people are just like, hope today's not the day. And, uh, like one time I saw there were, there were two gentlemen smoking crack in the back corner on, on the train that goes over said Williams bridge, uh, Mm -hmm. Williamsburg bridge. I can't even remember. It was an M or J. Williamsburg bridge. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) Like, there was, like, probably, like, a six-square-foot radius of space around them, which wasn't nearly enough, and this is pre-COVID, so it wasn't, like, that was just an arbitrary number mm. at the time. Um, and they were they were causing a pretty big old scene, and then some, like, everyone was looking around the car, and then some, like, six-foot-four haggard-looking dude just walked right over to them and was like, you're gonna put that out right now. And these two dudes just got up, walked in between the cars, and continued to do what they were doing. But the chaos was averted. Like, that was the closest I feel like I've come to like descending into total madness uh it demands that you smoke between the cars always oh i mean it's a great spot to like i mean that's that's the hack if you get the sunset but like yeah they those those two gentlemen that were uh consuming a list of substances must have been from out of town they must have come in from long island or something they didn't know the rules it was like springtime too so the, the weather was nice um like they really could have been taking advantage of their surroundings but like ultimately you don't see the con you don't see the confrontation because that's where that's where the social contract ultimately like really gets broken. You know, mm-hmm. like normally it's like someone's acting crazy and it's just an empty car. But uh, during during rush hour, it gets tested. But yeah, to answer your question, Albert, I feel like on public transit, you'd be mostly fine, especially because everyone's like eyesight is very firmly shoulders and up just mm. because that's the only place like, you can't even move your chin. Yeah. In a lot of situations. And I guess who am I kidding? Everyone's wearing Carhartt already on that on that train so it would just be uh, everyone would have to link up 
I mean, I know we're going to get to like trends, some trends later on in the, in the pod today, but I feel like the double knee Carhartts have become so prohibitively expensive secondhand or at all, right? Like just because they're so hyped now, I feel like. What do they cost secondhand? I've seen them for like 200 bucks on eBay. Damn, we got to just start an operation of people just wearing the shit out of these things for like a year, huh? Some people are into it for more than just the wear. You sort of have to be wary of that when you're selling things on eBay. Unless that doesn't bother you. Uh, this is a half-baked idea. This wasn't a business plan I presented to you. So we got that break in that is uh, coming for people. And I-, I finally got the ring boots and my ankles have bled for them already. That uh, these are... They're a lot more than I anticipated they would be. I don't know if you've, you've broken in. Um, footwear is usually the most difficult for me to do. That I, I've bled several times for, for breaking in shoes. And uh, yeah, they just like just come over the ankle. So I've got like some pretty good chafage going on there. But I'm, I'm going to see it through. I'm going to heal. They are not. Um. Maybe wonder like what if you had any difficult break-in experiences. I mean, like Reed, you you said goodbye to those things long, long ago. If anything, uh... I mean, I had a few that prompted like the first off, like when they came to you, did a man like named Christopher wearing white gloves show up at your door, just riding a no. Vespa, drop off your? I no, it's not no, how they arrived. I did the uh, I did the basic uh, the basic bitch shipping, which was just like so. Was his name know, Chris? Just showed up on like a yeah, like a not, quiet just bike. Chris. <laughs> no, not Christopher. He had the DoorDash bag up front. Um, no, break. I I bought these. I remember like Union made at some point changed our policy like to where we because we had one uh, enterprising employee. He was he was creative with the dress. Like he would always like dress codes would only show up because he would do something. Sh- <laughs> shout out Nick, love you, buddy. Wow, legend. Uh, yeah. But he was wearing, I think he was wearing just like Coke Vans every day on the floor. And so they were like, you have to wear shoes you bought here. And then we had these like Our Legacy like suede sneakers. They weren't the runner or anything like the mono runner. They were just like, they were like a pair of court shoes. And I was like, these will be fine. And I remember like five days in wearing them on the floor. I was like, I think I need surgery. And and so I, I didn't wear those anymore, really. Uh, I think I just like gave them to someone else at Union Made. I was like, I don't want these. You can have these. I don't think I'm trying to think like any other like super hard break because I I genuinely like the raw denim that I've had was Chamala, which isn't which rinsed, so it's not raw, and it's also Chamala. It's not like it's stiff. It's like it already is coming at you pretty, pretty malleable. Although it's not like super comfortable. The one the one pair I did get, I don't know nothing nothing for me that was like oh shoes. Shoes, I got a pair of, like, Crockett and Jones forever ago. And I think I've worn them maybe, like, 60 times in the course of, like, the 10 years I've had them, and they are not broken in. Not even a little bit, not even at all. Welcome back to Heddle's Blowout. It is me, David Chuck, here as always with Albert and Reed. How are we guys? Got my conspiracy cap on. Good. Good. Cause uh 
Whoa, what is that? We've, we've got a trend alert here, everybody. Looks like we are at peak boa fleece. It is everywhere. We've got uh, this like deep pile, like vintage-looking fleece. It's at Patagonia. It's at Capital. It's at Burgess Plus. It's at Knickerbocker, Pharaohs, Gladhand, Grimici, Found Feather. Uh, you all seen this? Have you heard about this? I feel like this has been a trend for a while now. Right, Reed? Like so, it was it was one of the fabrics that EG put on their like multi panel Uniqlo collab. Uh, it was like this like specific pile, um, like the pilly pile, not the boa. Right, that's what we're talking. Oh, they did like the soft fuzzy pile, right? The like one that looks like a towel. I'm talking about the one that has like the individual like little tufts. Yeah, no, they did a. I mean, they did a bunch of them. Like, there's like four different kinds on there. Ah, uh, I see. I I see the I see the the, the difference here. Hmm. Yeah, the thing that's like specifically that everyone's calling it boa. That seems to be the the term that all these brands have settled on mm-hmm. of just like retro fleece. Which Patagonia has been doing this for decades. I had a jacket made of this when I was like 16. It kind of um, looks like a faux sherpa. More than yeah. a boa to me. Like the boa, because like I was thinking like what the needles one was, which was like that like very polyester, but it was just like the blankets that you can buy for like ten dollars at Target, but made into a soft ass fleece. So wait, wait, wait. So so what's the difference between this boa fleece and the fleeces we've seen before? Is it just has a has a less even hand to it, kind of? Like it's more tufty and and yeah, it's it's not as soft. It's a little bit more. Um, I, I I wouldn't call it itchy, but it's um, sort of like halfway between fleece and you know, like those uh, like loofah sponges. It has it's more of like that characteristic. Oh, weird. Where it's like a little bit more like rigid and uneven um, hand on it. Interesting. That uh, got a little bit of background here on synthetic fleece from our very own Amy Miles in a piece we published a couple of years ago on fleece, which was a uh, quote here. Despite getting its name from and resembling a sheep's coat, fleece is the term for the synthetic fuzzy fabric that is almost exclusively made from polyester. It occasionally uh, blended with natural fibers to enhance its texture, warmth, or other properties. But before we get into the nitty-gritty of fleece's origins, it's important to understand how the fabric is made. First, at around 302 to 410 degrees Fahrenheit, terephthalic acid, I believe that's the right way to say it, T-E-R-E-P-H-T-H-A-L-I-C acid, is reacted with ethylene glycol, also known as antifreeze. Uh, it's heated again to an even higher temperatures and cools and becomes polyethylene terephthalate. The polymer is then forced through a series of tiny holes into a stringy consistency which hardens before being processed into yarn. Uh, material first came about in the 1970s when Malden Mills, an American textile manufacturer that previously specialized in wool and faux fur, realized the potential of using man-made fibers to imi- make imitation shearling. Uh, this embryonic material was the starting point for all the variations of fleece that exist today, it was soft, warm, quick-drying, and breathable, and once a certain Yvonne Chouinard uh, got wind of the development, it swiftly hit the mainstream. So, yeah, you're, you're right, Reed, that it, it's, like, I guess was designed exclusively to be, like, a faux shearling, and this is the, like, 
first iteration of fleece that was made by this company, Malden Mills, which is coming back around. Continuing here, uh, Chenard was the founder of Patagonia, in 19, and it was around 1979 when its founder's wife, Melinda Chenard, discovered Malden Mills fuzzy textile in a Los Angeles market. The brand had been hunting for a reliable fabric to use in mountaineering gear that didn't weigh or cost as much as wool, and Melinda knew she'd stumbled across the answer. The small company had a few samples made up and tested them out in the mountains, realizing that although the fabric had its problems, it was ideal for the outdoors. It was insulated when wet, but also dried in minutes, and it reduced the number of layers a climber had to wear, the brand explains. Over the next few years, Patagonia collaborated with Malden Mills to refine the pile and properties of its fleece, eventually resulting in Cinchilla, which is uh, the label still uses today. Uh, so, like, my understanding is that Boa, or what everyone is calling Boa, is that initial early style fleece that Malden Mills made, and then Patagonia iterated on it to make that like more uniform, like Polar Tech looking fleece that we mostly know today. Um, that Cinchilla. Okay, so it's kind of like a retro version of this classic material. Yeah. I'm just wondering, like, why is it everywhere these days? Because, like, you know, like half the brands that I uh, had up there, like, they aren't brands that even have made fleece like a few years ago, like Pharaohs or uh, Knickerbocker or Burgess mm-hmm. Plus. Like, those are not, they're, like, maybe it's just heritage moving forward in such a rate that, like, uh, late 70s uh, synthetic textiles are now fall under that umbrella. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think also a lot of it has to do with capital. Like they've been running this same fabric for like I'm trying to think like Union made when I was on the floor, so at least twenty fifteen. It would have been in circulation, and I think before that though, they probably were running a variation of it. And I just see every like I mean capital rips are at urban outfitters these days. Um, this is all speculation at this point, but like I do feel like Fleece isn't crazy expensive to buy as a fabric, right? Like, it's not cheap, but it's not super expensive. It's pretty easy. Like, you're you're using just a couple materials to turn it out. It's not like you're buying, like, cashmere or wool or anything like that. And the price point that's been established gives you a lot of sort of flexibility as for, like, where you'd want to price your garment. So, like, Patagonia's Snap Tee is, like, what, 115 or whatever? Like, their normal fleece? Is that what it... I'm, I'm spitballing here. But... Capitals goes up to like five sixty five or around there, whatever the again, whatever people bought it at. But if that's like sort of the peak of the market, you basically can price it anywhere below that if you do a good job and you make your value prop properly. Like Urban Outfitters can do one for forty five dollars to sixty dollars. Uniqlo can double that fleece out for thirty dollars. Patagonia can come back and be like, "Oh shit, we inspired this thing. It's one fifteen, and everyone else can kind of like fill in the middle is sort of what it seems like to me. Like it's, it's not like you need to have any, I guess like expertise or specialization. Like if you were trying to rip some, like the raw denim stuff back in the day, like you actually had to know how to get good fabrics, good construction techniques, things like that. If you're trying to do like the, like trying to jump on the loafer trend right now, you know, like I think it, it's harder to make a pair of like bench made loafers at a price range in that regard. But if you want to have like, like, I mean, seriously, how much better quality could the capital fleece be than a Uniqlo produced one? 30, probably not at all. In 30% like, max though, right? Like 30% better max for a thousand percent markup. Yeah. They might even just be using the same uh, fleece too. Is like, as you're, you're right that like 
fleece like this plastic is plastic is plastic it's all polyester mm-hmm. and that's the cheapest material that you can do um yeah maybe like the uh, uh because this retro style fleece isn't any better performing and it's not easier or less resource intensive to make it's maybe something because it has some novelty to it that like polar tech and cinchilla are so widely available that seeing something like this is like oh it's new and you can get it a bunch of different price points and like cotton is super expensive right now so looking towards alternative uh materials is probably attractive to a lot of brands um and yeah it 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 translates well into like i don't know sitting at home and like more loungewear type things that the pandemic has promoted yeah it's interesting i i guess this is just totally this is totally passed me by because i think when i see when i see fleece i'm just like okay sure yeah i mean there's i'm not gonna buy it it's i don't live in a place where i need it and um didn't it didn't even occur to me to like look closer and see that it was like it had a different slightly nuanced take on the same thing it really looks a lot like the inside of kind of like a 70s you know levi's sherpa jacket for sure that's that kind of texture very much um but anyone have any favorite pieces i guess albert you said this is not uh on your radar as much living in a uh, warm climate but i got the um a, a capital boa like quarter zip fleece like this um earlier this year um that i really enjoy uh it sort of has this like i don't know vintage like empire strikes back like hoth frozen planet look to it um that i appreciate but it's it's super light um i feel like it's going to shed considerably in uh microplastic so i just can't put it in the washing machine um but i don't know i i i have fallen for the trend reed do you have any Oh yeah, actually I've got like one of the No, like I was about to say no, but I was like I think I have one of the ones that probably like sparked it. Cuz now I'm thinking like Sandy Liang did hers in this exact thing, but hers is made of wool for whatever it's worth. Her pile, like it's like 40% wool, not all the way, but um it's the one that's like that exact bow on the outside. It's got a pink liner, like the leopard or cheetah trim. Oh yeah, that was like three years ago. Yeah, it it went it went nuts, and like at that point, I just sort of like walked my ass into the store, and I was like, "Let me try this thing on," and I was like, "Fuck, this is great." Um, and I wear it all the time. I was like, "I don't know why I put that one out of sight, out of mind," but that's like for sure part of it all, I guess. Um, I wanted to buy the one for my dog to match, but that felt excessive. Um, somehow more excessive than like a four hundred fifty dollar fleece. Uh, but it's the weight of a winter jacket, and it's lined. But yeah, no, I've got one for sure. Um, I've had it for again quite some time. I think I'm going on like three or four years having it now. I I do want a vintage like Sherpa '70s jacket soon, which would be buying that kind of fleece, but and that big fuzzy collar. I'm looking for something like that, but um, that's probably the Molden only. Mills original. Yeah, yeah, but that's you know it's it's hard on on eBay to know what you're what you're in for. But that'll be my that'll be my version of this. That'll be my take on this. All right. Oh, well, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be back with some more product talk. We live in a fast-paced world. Sometimes you just need to slow down and stop. Heddles Plus. 
the noon membership program of exclusive content, giveaways, discounts, and a community chat forum. Try a month free with the code EXTRABLOWOUT. All right, and welcome back. We got a Product Talk lightning round. Uh, first up, we have some just really choice garments in from uh, Tanuki called the uh, Natural Acid Wash, uh, abbreviated to NAW. <laughs> uh, oh, okay, not. So uh, <laughs> these, are, these are really cool, not... <laughs> But they're uh they're like straight up acid wash um like 80s looking, you know, made in uh Japan salvage denim jackets and a pair of pants. Wow. They really went for it. It's like 400 bucks for the jacket and uh like 300 338 for the jeans. Which I'm impressed. Like I I really appreciate it when um Brands just really go for it, because I feel like in the raw denim scene, everyone's just making the same thing over and over and over again with very minor differences in details and fabrics, where you know these are these when you've seen them. And I believe I've been on record as saying that Joe Dirt is my favorite movie of all time, and this uh, this tickles me in a, in a way that uh, tickles that same sensibility. So not for everyone, but uh, I, I do see the appeal. Even as not a uh, a a distressed uh, proponent, I will say that up close you can really see like the the hand of the denim. You know, like you can see the slubbiness of it. But that being said, I I think this is a pretty insane move, and the fit of those high rate high waist tapered are awful. What is going on? <laughs> like. These either don't fit this person or they don't fit people. <laughs> but, like, either way, why do they look like this? Yeah, you probably couldn't put a loop between those two back pockets. The, <laughs> the, this, the, the shot of the, this model from behind where he's kind of off to the side makes him look like he's like a, a satyr, you know, like he's little goat legs. <laughs> <laughs> You're about to enter Pan's denim labyrinth. <laughs> the straight... The straight... <laughs> Wow, scary. <laughs> <laughs> the straight on ass shot is creasing in a way that like no human wants it to and the the pockets are hitting in the weirdest place like like do you see where these things are coming? But that's how this kind of fit looks on people, you know? That's how this like crazy tiny taper fit looks on people. Like it it this is my what I'm saying what I've been saying about asses like and like like how your butt's supposed to look and not supposed to look like this kind of fit just doesn't look good on anyone's ass you know like for a cool three hundred thirty eight dollars you can look like fucking tumness <laughs> <laughs> tum butt what what is oh wow yeah it's bad and to our boorish American eyes yes but. Uh... From what I've seen coming out of like European stuff, like this is par for the course. They they love this. Mm. Even James was telling me that like you you see this stuff all the time over there. I'm not even. I can't focus on the denim. <laughs> it's the fit, man. This is like a Love Island fit, you know. Like this is what the guys are like a tiny white pair of jeans on a huge man. So, you know, I would go for the jacket before I went for the jeans. I appreciate that. But even if you look at like the view this look on the 
on the jacket and he's wearing like not acid washed jeans, they do fit pretty much the same. Not. <laughs> yeah, not. <laughs> the jacket, like the jacket is like not bad. Again, like I'm not, I, I, it's hard for me to even sort of wrap my head around the fabric. It's just like Love Island fit is perfect. <laughs> This man is showing uh, up to the beach wearing these jeans and no shirt. Uh, you know, like not a swimsuit. Like he's wearing jeans. They look like they look like they should have forty percent stretch, but there's none. Like I, it's inexplicable. Well, David, I'm I'm gonna. You're saying that the jeans that he's wearing in the second image with the jacket fit the same, and I would disagree because. The pockets on those pure blue Japans he's wearing when he's wearing the jacket are so much higher and like sit on his ass, whereas the ones on the t- on these jeans kind of like are stuck at the fold of his, you know, or, like the crease of his ass to leg, you know. So they're kind yeah. of like smushed in there. Yeah, they can't commit to either the ass or the hamstring. They're living in purgatory, and they're not doing anyone any favors. I, it's just some tumness shit. Like, I really can't get over it. <laughs> yeah. All right, ding, we're on to the next one. <laughs> We've got uh, the California Diner Roll Returns, the Barnes Cozen Sweat Parka over at Hinoya. So we talked about this, like, maybe six months ago, the, uh, the California Diner Roll short sleeve sweat. It is now on a hoodie, which I feel like makes it more normal but also i don't know not as interesting because like a short sleeve sweatshirt is something that you really have to commit to there's like maybe five degrees of weather like give or take that it's acceptable to wear a short sleeve sweatshirt hoodies are much more versatile and you know if you're going to be wearing a short sleeve sweatshirt and it says diner california roll on the back your time has really come I aggressively agree with that sentiment this looks like merch i don't get the joke like it's like it's like something an event i didn't hear about you know, it's like, ah, shit, I bet I, that's something I just don't know about if I saw you someone wearing it. the Diner California roll? Yeah, or something like that. It's like, ah, yeah, you know, they probably did, like, some shit. But, like, the short sleeve sweatshirt was, like, truly bizarre. This looks at home on the hoodie. It's not bad. It's a good hoodie. I think the first time we talked about this was in the phase where I was week to week getting invited back to the podcast and always like, why am I, why am they, why did they have me come back again <laughs> before we sort of made it formal? <laughs> so, uh, I remember that. Good times. Before we made this polyamorous relationship <laughs> official. Yeah. I was like, huh, they want me back? Uh-huh. Okay, sure. <laughs> so, happy to and be here. Still here, and you'll never leave. <laughs> uh, Alright, ding. Uh, yucks. Type 1. Moccasin F. O.G. Brown. Uh, this is at Stag. It's a, a new brand by uh, Yuki Matsuda, who how many brands does he have now? Like we've got Epperson Mountaineering's backpacks, Mon Italy for like for clothing, Yucatan for shoes, Chamula for denim. Am I missing any Reed? Chamula's for shoes also and also sweaters. Chamala's denim. Chamala's not him. Chamala's Noriko. Okay. I'm always mispronouncing them. Is this Chamula and Chamala? Yeah. Chamala's the denim, Chamula's the like the Horaches and You say Chamula, I say Chamala. Yeah. Um, I think that covers it. What's the difference between Yucks and Yucatan? Unclear. Unclear, yeah. This like, is... completely unclear. I'm not gonna, like, I know this is, like, literally my job, but I, if someone would do the research for me, it'd be greatly appreciated. Out there, you could just send it along. 
Um, these look like Yucatans. Yeah, I think it's like a subline of Yucatan, but you know, they they they're suede wallabies that uh, suede wallabies. Blah 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 blah. That, blah. Yeah, it that does. It sounds like a suede wallabies is a tongue twister thing. If these were Yucatans, he would have named them the kangaroo or the wombat. Like that's the difference that I can find thus far. Mm-hmm. Like he he would have just done the same thing based on a cursory search. It seems to be only kind of Clark style shoes, like wallabies, and there's a desert boot. Oh wait, no, mm-hmm. I'm wrong. There's also like a weird sneakery looking guy. All right, I don't know. This is this is a. Uh, I got no information for you. I'm sorry, but it is Yucks by Yucatan. And Yuki really knows how to make shoes. Like the the shoes I wear the most often are a pair of Pedro Roper boot samples that I got a few years ago. So yeah, more shoes by Yuki. I'm I'm for them. Uh, Alaska sleeping bag Viking safari jacket. I did not just have a stroke. That is the name <laughs> of this uh, jacket. Oh, fuck. At uh, at Hinoya. Like sleeping and jacket are the only not a bag, I guess. Yeah. No, no, if you combine sleeping and bag, the only non-specifically like, colonial word is jacket. Okay, this is not what I thought would look a brand called Alaska Sleeping Bag. This is not what I thought their shit would look like. Same. It's apparently like an old brand that some Japanese person bought and is repurposing, you know, as as they do. Um, Name's cool. Yeah, it is. It, they used to make sleeping bags. But, I don't know about the uh, Viking jacket. Yeah. The fuck makes it a Viking jacket? I, I don't know. <laughs> Looks like a safari jacket. It does look like a safari jacket. David, do you think in like 70 years there's going to be a Japanese heddle shop brand? <laughs> and people are like, what the fuck was this? <laughs> <laughs> we, we should be so lucky that they're going to like exhume our bodies and, <laughs> and recreate things down to the stitch. That, uh, how we, we fucked up some Wranglers that they're going to re-release those like... <laughs> Yeah, they're going to make them with the plastic pat- tag and then take that off and then they're going to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then include that in the pocket. <laughs> I mean, if you if you did buy them, you did get the plastic patch. It was in the back pocket. Wow. Uh, but yeah, this jacket, um, I think it's cool, but I feel like the colonizer vibes of it are too high for anyone of my complexion to yeah. attempt to wear it. Yeah. Um, I do enjoy the notes on it of a uh, quote here. Parts such as fasteners are reprinted from the standards of the time and are delicately made. Please note that unreasonable operation may cause a malfunction. <laughs> That's a good Instagram bio. <laughs> or a Tinder bio. That's for those of you out there on the apps. Do we think where they're like delicately phrasing like, yo, this shit will break? This yeah, it's just like we made these to the styles of the time and it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Some Elmer's glue and popsicle stick shit. Be gentle. <laughs> yeah. Ever heard of balsa wood? That's sturdy. I sent over another Alaska sleeping bag um, piece from the, from Hinoya's site, and it looks a lot more like what I would expect from this brand name. It's, it looks like it looks like the fur-lined hooded uh, jacket that Han Solo wears on Hoth, and that seems like Alaska sleeping bag. That's what I want, you know? So a description of what that you I'm should get at. that and i can wear my my boa fleece hoth looking thing mm-hmm. and, uh, then we can link up by the, the butt loops <laughs> <laughs> that's what you'll drag me out of the the uh um, <laughs> the the cave what's that the wampas cave i'm not 
<laughs> I'm not yeah. mad my invite to this party got lost in the mail. Come uh, on. You can find the, like, um, what was the, the white mountaineering, like, vertical um, quilted, uh, like, pile vest, like the one that Leia wore? Oh, yeah, that thing was sick. Yeah. I actually, I've got the pile <laughs> cardigan from Beams. That's also pile, by the way. I, the thing I just bought recently, the, that cardigan is, like, for sure deep pile. I don't know what the fuck I was talking about. But that's got the vertical stripes. We could just cut the sleeves off and rock and roll, baby. All right, ding. Capital Snowflake Denim. That uh, These just dropped at Blue and Green. Another matching ridiculous pair of uh, jean and jacket that uh, I, I really love these. It's, it's, it's just like a big pe- jacket and a big pair of jeans that have uh, snowflakes embroidered on them of a bunch of different sizes that I feel like there's maybe like eight to ten weeks of the year that it's appropriate to wear these. Um, and I'm August a little bit, to the middle of October. Truly, you know the the uh, autumnal equinox months. But uh, I'm kind of bummed that they did it on the fabric and not on the finished garment because you can see like on the uh, the different panels the the snowflakes stop and start. But I realize that would be ridiculously more time consuming and expensive. But that's that's what capitals for. Of to have a bunch of people like hand embroider these and make them cost three thousand dollars instead of eight hundred, like nobody would have thought that was weird if they did it. But it feels like they. I, I'm disappointed that Capital did not go all the way with these, even though the concept I feel like has a lot to work with. It, it feels sort of lazy on their part. Guys, what's the what's the kind of douchey silver brand that uses that has like the the cross logo? Chrome Hearts. Chrome Hearts. Yeah. This is like kind of a like a like a like a Chrome Hearts kind of jean, you know. All right, so here's where I would think it was sick. If every single snowflake they put onto this fabric was fucking different, yeah. Like if they were just like, yo, every single one is actually different, and we went like, just like truly like lose our fucking minds, mm-hmm. insane of, trying of to make every these. single pair. No, like you yeah. can compare all the pairs, and no two snowflakes are alike. I feel like I'd be like, appreciate the gimmick a little bit more as it stands. It like, I know it is not. And I like the cuts, but there's just like, I feel like forever 21 would have stocked something like this without knowing about capital stocking or making something like this in a, in a way as well. Or like J crew on their bad days in like 2013 would have been like, here, here's a snowflake embroidered Oxford. But yeah. I mean, I think like the cuts. I like I like a lot of the idea in theory, and I do hear what you're saying. Like seven eighty one, when it was just fabric, feels like a lot. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Just like bump it up to a thousand and give us the cool stuff. Yeah, because these are very much like machine embroidered snowflakes. So, do you think it's going to be like the skeleton pieces that they used to do, where it bleeds blue? Ultimately, like those snowflakes will turn, or do you think they've? They'll probably turn. I don't know. It doesn't look like. Uh, I can't tell from the pictures if they use synthetic fabric or uh, red or not. Yeah. I like, uh, yeah, I like components of this. It's just like something about it feels a little bit too. Uh... The denim on it looks really nice too. It's got looks that great. like nice vertical, like falling on it and pretty irregular. Um, it looks different than the standard capital denim that they use. The embroidery is beautiful. I gotta say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the tight shots of it. It looks great. It's super fine. I'm coming around on it. It looks cool. I like. I wouldn't wear it. This is this is not for me. I'm not the audience. 
but I wouldn't like. I wouldn't be mad if someone was in my presence wearing it. You have to buy both of them, right? You can't just buy the jeans and wear those. Or you can't just oh. buy the jacket. I feel like you can't just buy the jacket, honestly, for some reason. I feel like you can do the jeans just fine. I have no idea. There's like literally no logic behind the statement. I'm just I'm just going right now, but for whatever reason. I agree with David that as a complete look, that's like a really that's a, such a power move. And I don't know, you probably can only wear it and I think it's you've got to be like a celebrity or something to wear it to some event and be like you know, but like after that, I don't know. Yeah, it seems like it's best as a, as a as a whole outfit. Double down. See, it's what you wear when you go see the mall Santa, and you're you're 35, and you say, "I want FBTs for Christmas." And he says, "Sir, you've just dropped eighteen hundred dollars on this head to toe <laughs> snowflake look." <laughs> More if you count the bloody hender schemes. <laughs> for some reason, I feel like. Right, I feel like the jacket alone is like too cutesy. Mm-hmm. It's like here's my here's my winter jean jacket instead of just like some weird snowflake jeans where it's just like are those snowflakes on your jeans and it's like yeah, what you really cause a fuss at like a family Christmas party if you wore this midnight mass. <laughs> All right, ding ding ding. Uh... We have any uh, any other ones? That, uh, Albert, you want to talk about wrestlers? Yeah, so um, do yourselves a favor. Uh, look on eBay for wrestlers made in USA. Um, there are just some really, really good fits out there. It's like a pretty kind of slim Western cut, which means it's got like a pretty nice high rise. It's like very simple. I found a pair in a, a thin whaled blue corduroy or navy corduroy that are really nice. And unlike Wrangler, um, they have some just really good straight leg fits. They're not all flared or um, flared or boot cut, and they fit pretty trim. So um, as always, you know denim shrinks. Make sure you ask for uh, actual measurements on on stuff if you buy it. But the fit on these rustlers that i've found is, is great and i am i have since bought two more pairs for like 15 bucks each so go nuts guys before before people start getting wise to this i went to uh rustlersusa.com which is a locally owned all-natural beef business that <laughs> utilizes in our home raised beef located in harrison boone county arkansas that's the this wrong a different one right that's the wrong one <laughs> These beef jeans are nuts. <laughs> Can't believe you're blowing up your spot like that on your beef jeans. <laughs> yeah. What's my secret? I wear beef jeans. Yo, and man, those the meat pants. <laughs> and they've never steered me wrong. Uh, and actually, now that I say this, I'm just going to accept this eBay offer that I that I was sent, just uh, so no one else can have them. Well. Thank you very much for joining us this week on Blowout. Uh, you can always hear more at Heddles Plus, which you can get a free month of if you join at Heddles.plus. Use the code extra blowout for a free month and discounts at the Heddles shop and at stores all over the web. Uh, Albert, we got anything new in the shop this week? Well, as you've probably heard from us, uh, <laughs> we have some really cool um, double knees on their way in. It could take them a little bit time, little time to be processed. But 
We are getting rugbies in in a variety of excellent colors and fabrics, as well as our hobnail cobble cloth. And um, we are in the early stages of restocking um, our sold-out uh, Heddles Wranglers. Um, those won't be ready for a while, but we're, we're working on it. We want to make sure that we can get those out. And we're also adding uh, odd sizing in them, by which I mean you know, size 29, size 31, etc. So we can get some more uh, options out there for people. So um, a lot of good stuff coming up. Stay tuned. Uh, follow the Heddle Shop Instagram. Um, feel free to uh, DM with questions. I've been trying to answer those on there. And stay tuned for some Wrangler, or sorry, for some uh, butt-to-butt carabiner content. I can't believe you guys are still pretending like hobnail cobblecloth is a real thing. Like we're just we're, like a month and a half. You just have to you, believe. You guys are Reed. just sitting here pretending like that exists in the world. Yeah, we <laughs> should it's not just like a... You'd like the hobnail cobblecloth, Reed. This fucking... Is that Lemony Snicket's... What, like what are we go- what are we doing? Is that like a series of unfortunate cloths here? Hobnail cobblecloth. <laughs> you guys, are, yeah, you guys are. Yeah, I'm messing with me still. I, I'm convinced that this is not real. I'm gonna send you some pics of me wearing the hobcob. You have to get <laughs> really up close we, and personal with the hobcob to really get get it. You know, just, just rub it. It's yeah, very okay. warm and ni- nice, cozy lounging stuff. Have you liked yours, David? Mm-hmm, yeah, I started wearing that uh, black one, the sample. Yeah, it's pretty warm, right? Is nice. Yeah, yeah it, it's like this neat, like oversized, like '80s kind of look. Yeah. Prove like, me wrong and uh, see that it actually exists. Yeah, you know, I feel like I'm a, I'm a girl that just got out of college and I got a magazine job working in the city, and this is what I wear on like nights that I spend at home with my cats. <laughs> That's Pe- what the hobnail cobblecloth brings out in me. Peaceful existence. That's good. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah. Sounds great. Uh. But if we have any questions, comments, concerns, you can call us at 720-675-7098 and leave a message that we may or may not play on the air. Or you can email us at, what is our email address, Reed? Blowout at heddles.com. Thank you very much, and thank you for listening. Bye-bye.